0: Hello Patrons, Sam here with an exciting announcement. We are doing a 24-hour Extra Life Charity stream on November 6th to November 7th starting at 9pm Central. 24 hours of solid tabletop action, starting with Megan running us through a homebrewed Starfinder game, followed by David with another homebrewed one-shot in Pathfinder 1st Edition, culminating with Garrett running us through the latest Paizo 2nd Edition module, The Slithering. We'll be releasing milestones and donation goals along with other bonus goodies as we get closer to the event. So stay tuned to our social media for more information. So, I recently found out Berserk is still going on. The manga? Yeah. I thought the guy who wrote it just gave up because it was so long between chapters.
1: Oh no, absolutely not. He was on hiatus for a bit because, unsurprisingly, writing that series is soul-killing. I can't imagine why. But no, he's always said he's gonna come back and revisit it, and he's finally restarted it.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed because I got a, a notification from my uh, manga service that there was a new Berserk
1: chapter, and I was like, what in the what? Listen, they finally got off the boat, and that's good enough. That's a fucking mood! For those of you not in the know, a Berserk manga ended off on a cliffhanger where the main character got on a boat, and all content that's been released in the decade that he hasn't written has been side stories that involved them being on the boat. (laughs) So the joke has been they will never get off the boat, and they've finally gotten off the boat. Wow. It's just a dream sequence, don't worry. No, because they had another dream sequence after they got off the boat. Berserk is the type of manga that it's, oh, it's a dream sequence. You'll know. Yeah. yeah. To be
0: fair to Berserk, I'd say maybe 70% or more of it is been an extended flashback. It is a manga. Even beyond manga, manga standards, because, like, here's main character. Here's antagonists. Let's now spend the next 14 years explaining these characters' backstories and motivations.
1: Every chapter serving to make Griffith even more of the most hateable character.
2: This is why you should keep your RPG characters' backstories nice and tight.
1: There are people that unironically say Griffith did nothing wrong, and to those people I ask, are you seeing a therapist? I
0: am inclined to agree with you. I'd say inclined like there's any hesitancy. No, zero hesitancy. If you think Griffith is a good character in Berserk,
3: You should go see a therapist. To those people, I say you are a fucking weeb.
1: Griffith is one of the unabashedly most hateable characters in manga and anime history, and he deserves every ounce of it. Sure does. Agreed. All right. Now that we've all talked about Berserk for weirdly some reason, (laughs)
3: let's continue. (laughs) Our anime fan cast. Wait, it's actually a Pathfinder, whatever. We're all drinking,
2: right?
0: We've been drinking. Uh, I have not stopped drinking since uh, the last episode came out. That's not good for you, Sam. Well, I mean, I didn't just say I was only drinking alcohol. I had some water in there. Some V8. Get some nutrients. Yeah, true, true. Well, I sure do love some V8 in my alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes it's just easier to buy that and some vodka and make a Bloody Mary.
1: Yeah. yeah. There has to be some V8 alcoholic blends out there.
0: The most awful V8 drink I ever had. It's a variant on the Martini. Or the, uh, not on the Martini. On the Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. It's the bloody Caesar.
1: Do you want to know what the other part of a bloody Caesar is? If it's Caesar ranch dressing, I need you to stop talking. It's
0: Clamato juice.
1: Uh, Tomato? Clamato. C-L-A-M-A-T-O. It is a combination of tomato and clam juice. Yep, I'm aware. That's not as bad as Caesar dressing, to be fair.
0: No, but there is some unpleasant flavors i can think of that that would not work with i don't i'm sure there's people who like bloody caesars i'm sure there's people who like putting vodka in their caesar dressings for some reason <laughs> uh but i am not one of those people we call those people russians <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's that's not fair russians put vodka in everything exactly it's not an insult what do you mean they
2: drink fact. vodka neat like it's meant to be
0: Ooh. i don't really like vodka i'm not a vodka guy yeah, I'm I'm. I'm
1: actually more of a whiskey man. This is because you are wimpy American. You do not understand the glory of liquefied potato.
3: Speaking of hard liquor, what are we all drinking this session?
0: Actually, I am drinking something hard. I am drinking a whiskey and ginger ale this time around.
3: Nice. Wow. Nice.
0: Uh, just something nice and light uh, and delicious. Mm-hmm.
3: Alex and I, this week, are drinking something I don't really have a name for yet, but for now I'm going to refer to it as pink shit because it is. <laughs> Um, What's in it? It is Trader Joe's watermelon cucumber juice, kinky liqueur, and tequila. Except Alex's doesn't have kinky because it's got blood orange and he doesn't like orange flavored things.
2: Just doubling down on tequila instead. That's
0: just basically a margarita.
3: It,
2: yeah, we're one step away from a margarita.
3: Kinda, yeah.
2: Basically, just a margarita.
3: Pig shit margarita. There we go.
0: Okay. David, you still suffering over there? I had a fantastic drug
1: cocktail of water and ibuprofen
0: glorious delicious and uh
1: garrett you still um medically prohibited from uh alcohol again yeah currently i don't know why you just won't let the starch cause the staphylococcus to proliferate in your throat i think it's a good idea personally it's a very good idea
2: yeah. If you drink enough alcohol, it'll just die, right?
1: Just, just go drink some isopropyl alcohol. That'll cure it. Oh, dude, I have some of that. Let me go try that.
0: Drink straight alcohol. <laughs> yeah, my no, please that. do not actually do that. We are not a medical podcast. Oh, yeah,
4: I'll, I'm going to go gargle with some bleach real quick. That'll do it. Go, Just go gargle
0: <laughs> with some bleach and ammonia. Make some mustard gas in your throat. That'll kill the bacteria. <laughs>
3: Hell, yeah. It'll also kill you, but don't worry about it.
0: Listen, the body's constantly trying to kill
1: itself anyway.
3: You know, technically, breathing oxygen is slowly killing you, so.
1: All you need to know is that being dead is the best repellent to disease. Exactly. You'll never catch a single virus if you're dead. Viruses, yeah, but you'll probably be asymptomatic for a lot of bacteria. Yeah, but that's that's fair. You you won't exhibit the side effects, so it's fine.
0: What are you drinking there, uh, Ian? I just moved to water. Are you implying that you've been drinking nothing but alcohol for the past week and you've just now decided to move the water for this recording? Maybe, Sam. Maybe. I like where your head's at. (laughs) He's decided
3: to sober up. Honorable decision.
0: And then, uh, Matthew, you still injecting cocaine directly into your veins because you have a newborn? It's the only way. Actually, it's
5: pretty close to that. I've actually got a mixed cocktail here of Rockstar Silver Ice with a five-hour energy shot inside of it. Also mixed in with a monster energy drink.
2: Are you flying yet? Or? I hope
1: you're joking because you're going to be dead in 20 minutes.
5: I'm not kidding. That's what's
0: really sitting in front of me right
3: now. No, Gareth won't die. Matthew will just die. Leaving Gareth alive Audience, <laughs>
0: listeners, when you start hearing a soft thudding that gets progressively louder and louder, that's not music. That's Matthew's heart trying to escape his ribcage. <laughs>
3: It's like, this body is a prison.
0: <laughs> when, when your heart rate reaches like 160, please call an ambulance. Since the baby's born,
5: I'm getting about an hour of sleep a night. My wife, however, gets to sleep until she pumps, you know, so she gets about three hour spots, but I've been taking care of the baby at night.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you should never have children. Please tune in for my other 70,000 reasons why you should never have children.
3: Going to church, nah, nah, nah. Becoming a cleric of Jesus, that's what it is.
0: Uh, Speaking of clerics. Your cleric has uh, a permit for reading. He has permission to read. We're very proud of him.
3: I'm glad our cleric is literate.
0: <laughs> and uh, you all had a very busy uh, non-combat day. Except Retha, who got her ass beat.
1: But yep. well, that was off camera, so it doesn't count.
0: And was told to come back for more tomorrow.
2: And she'll go. And is
3: gonna go back for more tomorrow, because she loves that sweet, sweet ass whooping.
0: <laughs> Harder daddy, she says, as everyone says she's not a Zonkuthite.
3: Right. You
1: don't have to be a Zonkuthite to be into BDSM. Just all Zonkuthites are. That's fair. It's like the square <laughs> rectangle thing. Right. Yeah, that's true.
0: I'm uh, not right. saying
3: Reth is not a Kuthite. I'm just saying, like... I made her lawful neutral.
1: <laughs> she does willingly pierce and drill into her own horns. So. Well, but that's those are no. her horns. They don't feel once you get off the base of the skull.
3: Just because I invented hornaments on Twitter doesn't mean that they actually exist or she has any yet.
0: I mean, if you go to, uh, there might actually be a place that sells jewelry in town that you could possibly find hornaments at. Because there's actually a shop called The Horned Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: kidding.
3: Wow. Okay.
0: Well, it's the Helmed Lady, but...
1: Oh, so you are kidding.
3: God.
0: Yeah, I am kidding. <laughs> it's the Horned Lady now, because fuck you. Fuck you, David. Fuck you specifically. Let's play Pathfinder. Yeah, you guys yeah. are at dinner.
4: Yeah. Wait a second. This is a Pathfinder podcast?
0: Garrett, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. It has been a Pathfinder podcast this whole time.
3: Oh, God damn Garrett it. has been so drunk the entire time that he didn't realize it was a po- Pathfinder podcast. He's been
0: sleep playing
4: this whole time. I've actually been playing 3.5 this entire time. My bad. Gasp. I was about to class in a rainbow servant.
1: I have a... Uh... I have a small anecdote. I had a witch (laughs) character, one of my favorite characters of all time, Zaliri, the Red Merchant. And uh, she had a rod of wonder just because witches don't do a lot in combat. So I was like, I'm going to have this and see what happens. Jack, My GM, who is a notoriously bad GM, and I'll probably tell stories about him later. He basically banned me from having a rod of wonder because, and I quote, I don't like the way you're using it, which was just, I use it.
0: (laughs) you use this magic item so therefore you're you're
1: you're Essentially bad. yeah, he's like I don't I don't want you to have it anymore. It's like all right, fine and I just got rid of it cuz I didn't feel like fighting with him.
3: That is how Rods of Wonder be though. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it got mad that I summoned an elephant on top of a boss once.
0: So, Ray, you are actually the last to walk in the door of the Red Shield Tavern cuz you were wanted to wait for everyone to get there. You know that everyone else is probably notoriously late.
1: He was probably staking out the place from across the road.
3: Retha is actually punctual, but...
1: And uh, you sit down and everyone's there. Ray will walk in with a flourish of his coat, grab a chair from a table that definitely isn't the one we're sitting at.
3: Sit backwards on it like an anime protag. Yep. Yep.
1: Flip it around and just sit down in one motion. Smoking a pipe the entire time. No, he doesn't smoke. So I would like to also say something that
0: I did miss last session that I believe is important. Pelta and Ray, simply because of how your experiences in the world, you would recognize that there are new faces in town, saw them questioning people, they're in uniforms, and they all had a pin on their lapels. It was a triangle encased in a gear.
2: Oh, I was gonna ask if I can roll, but I definitely don't need to roll.
0: We all know what it is out of character, but for the sake of knowing in character.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, all right. Like you, you'll get a very heavy bonus on this. I don't even think you really need to roll for it, but see how much you know.
2: Knowledge, low? This would be local history,
0: right? Or history too. Yeah.
2: History? I got. It. I have a good history. We'll, we'll go with history. Hey, hey, hey! Pelto rolled really well. I got a twenty-two.
4: I have no idea who they are. I rolled a 6
3: refa <laughs> <laughs> Reffa's got no fucking clue. So
0: Ray and Pelta, uh Pelta having lived there and Ray being uh you know a researcher and ex- historian associated
1: and with certain aspects of them.
0: yeah Yeah. Declan you know of this organization you don't know anything about it these are Technic League agents. the Technic League is an organization based in Numeria that is based around exploring the various ruins in Numeria to find technology and very carefully guards it now this is not necessarily a good thing because in the similar in vain of the Hell Knights they are very overzealous in their task and their duty and act at logical extreme.
1: And like 90% of the organization is like explicitly evil.
0: They're explicitly, but they're backed by the Numerian government. So there's nothing
1: anyone can really do about if, it. If
4: by the Numerian government, you mean the Kella tribe leaders, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the black sovereign who no other tribe leader stands a chance against.
2: Yep, yeah, black including my poor ghost wolves.
1: You you saw technically agents and you would have heard them
0: over in passing. You'd have heard saying something about the construct. And mm. uh, you having been the one who encountered it can assume they're talking about Clanky and trying to find information on right. why there was a construct in the spire of such ancient, indeterminate ruins and whether or not it should be under technically jurisdiction. Gareth, you actually would have seen these as Pelton and Ray are talking about them. You would actually would have recognized you saw some of these people waiting in line, just sitting there waiting.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. These guys are bad news.
1: So, little ghost puppy, anything you want to share with the group? Considering agents from your homeland are hunting us? Wait, what?
2: They're from my homeland, yes. They're also from Numeria, but I, my kind don't associate with them. They hunt technological relics like your little toy. They tend to do more harm to good, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I know. I've had at least one run-in with the
2: jerks. They're
1: not exactly the friendly sort.
2: No, they don't like sharing either. That's why you should just leave that little thing before you get yourself hurt.
1: See, if I let a bunch of jackasses that wear a trench coat and a lapel tell me what I can do with my life, I wouldn't
2: be here.
0: Instead, you are in a city where people in full plate armor tell you what to do with your life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you really need to listen to the people in full <laughs> plate, because they will beat you. So.
3: They will enslave you if you break their rules. They technically will probably just torture you and inject you with a bunch of Numerian fluids and you suffocate.
1: They might enslave you, too. Yeah, they're slavers. They also might murder you, because, you know, that's easier. Yeah.
2: Anyways, the long and short is they're bad news and nobody should talk to them. So they're not hunting you? I don't know why they would be. I figured they're here from the Spire.
1: So, if they're here for the spire. We'll have to deal with them.
2: The Hell Knights no, monitor who can and can't go in. So,
3: you think if they let someone like us in, they're going to stop the Technic League agents? I don't think they can stop the Technical League.
0: Pelta and Rey, you would also know that their power is far more limited outside of the borders of Numeria. Yeah. So even just coming into the river kingdoms like this, these agents are more than likely on their own and don't really have much direct backing.
3: How many of them are there?
0: You guys saw about three walking around town and Gareth probably saw two more waiting in line.
1: Did any of the ones I saw have a black hilted sword with the insignia on the base of the pommel? No. You didn't see any weaponry on them. Just All right. Good. Edgy, cloaked, well, not good. People.
3: Less bad than it could be.
1: Wasn't able to get a scope of their weapons. I don't know if they've sent a reclaimer after us or not.
2: That would be bad, but I don't have anything to hide.
1: I, I was about to say, we don't have any tech or whatever,
2: right? What about your arm? This is magic. Well, that's fine then.
1: Yeah, you guys don't have any technology.
3: I have my armor and my spear, and
1: that's all I need. Where would Levin have gotten tech from? I still don't know who Levin is, and I've been meaning to ask, but I'll get to the interviews later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think Melvin just kind of like stares, blinks, up, and cuffed up, like, what? Well, as I said, I did want to get everyone's individual interviews, but we can do that later. There's more pressing issues. I've discovered a few things about this town, and it's history, we'll call it. Apparently, Retha, your precious little organization decided to have a civil coup about 30 years ago, and ripped the government out and replaced it with their own hierarchy of militant jarheads.
3: Yes, because as I understand it, the previous government was blindingly incompetent.
1: I mean, they don't seem to be doing much better. Their survival rate of expeditions into the Spire is 1 in 12?
2: One so far. We just started. I'm Not counting us. Oh, fair fair.
1: We haven't given up or died yet. We only become a statistic then.
2: <laughs> well, that's good to know. <clears throat> or got to the bottom.
1: Ray'll snap his fingers and point like, that's right.
2: Yes, we'll get to the bottom.
1: I intend to write a full report about what's in this spire. I doubt the Hell Knights will like it, but frankly, I don't give a damn. You know, I like you more and more every time you talk. He'll wink at Gareth. What is important is that I've encountered some information. There are a couple people that are alive, actually four to be exact, from before the takeover, that might have some information about what's going on, but you don't need to worry about that. I'll take care of that in my investigation. What we do need to worry about is there is a survivor of a Spire expedition living in town right now. Yeah, I've talked to him. Nice old guy. You've talked to him? That's exactly what I was looking for.
4: Yeah, yeah. In between floors, last time we were in town, he reached out to me quickly.
1: Awesome. That gives us an in then. What do you want to talk to him about? Everything involving the spire. I want to know what makes it so lethal, and how the floors have seemingly reset themselves after the previous expeditions.
2: You know, I was wondering why there were so many goblins, but I just talked it up to them being eating like rats.
3: I rather figured that top floor just restocked itself because more goblins moved in. Oh, uh,
4: speaking of that, I have... I, so you're saying... Go ahead, Madra. Oh, I, I have a solution to that, uh, to prevent while we're away, other creatures inhabiting the first floor.
1: Good, I needed to ask about that as well, what do you have?
4: Well, I think we should start a base of operations there, and that's way we can leave some people to watch over it, but not all come back to town at once.
3: Is this your bloody bar idea again?
4: Yes, it is the bloody bar idea. Thank you, Retha. I'm glad you remembered. Aldrick. I spent today procuring a wagon, ten barrels of various alcohol, two mules to pull it, and I spoke with a carpenter and stonemason about getting a proper bar, chairs, tables, etc. Ooh,
3: ten barrels of alcohol. That'll last you, what, two days?
4: Ah, <laughs> very funny. One of them is full of whiskey. I can't drink that much anyways so we could make money running a bar on the top floor of the spire and it also keeps it full of people so that monsters don't move in
1: how do you plan on getting the permit rights from the hell knights they don't own the spire it's prime primarily they like
4: to think they do they don't though they do not own the spire we cleared the floor we can set up there and declaim claim it as our own property
3: i mean if they do give you trouble i have some training as a lawyer but
4: is that how
2: property works
4: in
3: the river kingdom
4: i don't think that's how... actually that is exactly how property works in the river kingdoms
3: In the river kingdoms it's kind of just you want it you fight for it if nobody else can fight harder than you it's yours
1: that is how the kingdom i'm from was founded so
2: it sounds like we could buy the towers down. and by by i mean occupy
1: even if we occupy that floor, like you're talking about,
5: how are the customers going to get past the Hell Knights to get into the fort of the dungeon dive bar or whatever? You see, we just advertise directly. The Hell Knights only
4: cover expeditions from Fort Inevitable to there. Anyone else can just simply come as long as they're not stopping
1: here.
3: They are literally standing guard outside the doors. Are they?
1: Which does beg the question, how did the goblins get in there?
3: I suspect there were uh, goblin sized entrances.
2: They had one other
3: entrance.
4: I'm not worried about it. We get everything set up and then we worry about the specifics. Easy. I'm down. You're very up. You don't
3: think the Hell Knight's standing guard there are going to ask any questions about you carding a full wagon of alcohol?
4: Yes, I am going to tell- I'm gonna procure food too, don't worry. Uh, but I'm going to tell them we're setting up a base of operations within. That's the most logical thing.
1: They'll be fine. With
2: Save them on costs. They won't have to pay to have us here. They might approve it.
1: At this point, Ray has just gotten out a pad and pen and started writing again. Do you ever have a name for this establishment? Ah, uh, yes. I, I've been thinking about the name uh, quite a bit.
3: Ratha orders a bottle of Chalaxian wine for herself.
4: Uh, oh, actually, I have like three barrels full of Chalaxian wine. Anyways. but This is uh,
3: for tonight.
4: I've got the perfect name. We'll call it Dungeon Dive Bar. So you're just stealing what Gareth said then?
1: No, I'm pretty sure I came up with that I will mark you down as collaborators
3: (laughs) I want no part of it
1: Bretha,
4: you're you're, you're trained to be a lawyer Quickly, uh, file a trademark in my name
3: How much will you pay me?
4: Well,
5: you will be paid once we start making money
3: there are legal fees involved, you know.
5: Gretha, I'll give you 20 gold right now. Gretha, <laughs> I'll give you 20 gold right now to file
1: in mining. Uh-huh. Gareth,
3: the favorite child with his trust fund. <laughs> I'll consider it.
1: Closes pad. Well, now that we've gone sufficiently off topic, back on it. I think it was on topic level. The second floor is what concerns me more than the first. Goblins can be explained away with a wave of the hand and apparently pickaxes that can mine through whatever the hell that tower's made out of. I'm more worried about the literal crypt of weirdly food themed undead that was managed for <laughs> what looks like years.
3: Yeah,
2: that does concern me, too. Could be just failed expeditions in the past. There's many people who've died in the tower.
3: Even so, though...
4: Uh, Alternatively, previous adventurers could have simply used spells to hide from the undead and just have walked straight down to the next floor, only killing spiders. Have you ever met an adventurer, Maldrick? I mean, I I, I believe so. I, I think that's what
1: we are. Have you ever known one to willingly leave a floor of enemies, loot, and secrets unexplored? Yes!
3: To be fair, there wasn't that much loot. Retha says, wearing like half the loot from that floor.
1: Which, yeah. again, <laughs> goes back to the theory that that floor has been able to repopulate itself. Because if it had been looted as its lack of loot seems to suggest. That means something brought all those back. We did see the spire itself able to reanimate certain undead, but that was only within a certain vicinity, and that usually stopped after I filled them with enough ativistic rounds. Eh, I'm not too worried about it, We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm not worried, I just want to know why.
2: I agree. I completely agree. Raise an interesting
1: thought. I am more interested in the logistics of the bar.
4: That is your project, Meldrick.
1: I also want to figure out what was so important in this fire or this town that the Hell Knights would stage a literal coup to overthrow it.
2: I think there are claims of blinding incompetence, though blinding incompetence to a Hell Knight is a rather low bar, I should say. That's probably the most likely. The Order of the Pike must have been here, longer fighting monsters,
3: right? You know, I'm not really sure.
5: Occupiers tend to just say the the former administration was blindingly incompetent. I don't think that they necessarily were. I think the hill Knights wanted that tower, and so they decided it's gonna be ours, and
1: because they're assholes, they took it. Regardless of the real reason, there's a saying where I come from. Those who lay with devils speak with forked tongues. Essentially, Never expect people who fuck devils to tell you the truth. Hmm.
3: Retha's just sitting there, like, arms crossed.
1: You know, there's a
4: saying where I come from as well. Oh, boy.
3: Just because my ancestor is late with devils doesn't mean I do.
1: They,
4: they say when you venture into a dungeon, open up
2: a dive bar.
1: Well, we can both follow our ancestors' words of wisdom, then. Perfect.
2: Your ancestors are all very strange. <laughs> You're not wrong there. I, I mean, have, have you have you looked at us? You have, what, a contract devil? But that's Uh, a
3: story for another time. Unless you want to hear it right now. Angelic creature.
4: I like to believe there's at least one pit fiend in our family line.
3: Long story short, our family was surrounded by prophecies. Bunch of outsiders of various types and alignments decided to breed their way in. And then prophecy broke. And now we're stuck like this. Gesturing at her two brothers.
2: That is a interesting effect on a family line. I'm not gonna repeat Honesty's
1: comment about eugenics, because frankly it would go over everyone's heads. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to bed. I've drank enough. Productive night. I still need to schedule interviews with the group and everyone individually, but as I said, we can do that later.
3: Well, I'll be busy getting the shit beaten out of me for the next four days, so if you need me...
2: I'll have some time, if you would like Right.
1: Declan, I'm conscripting you to take me to the wizard. We need to speak to him. Sure. I'm going to continue buying things for the bar.
3: Sure, Maldrek, sure.
1: Remind me to sit you down with Honesty and I, and we can talk about this wonderful thing called neon.
4: <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I like the sound of it
3: space retha knows what neon is
1: <laughs> do you mind if i go with you and Declan? don't you have research to do on your own that you waited an entire day in bureaucracy hell for i do have seven days i can do that though if you're gonna go see this one of the things i want to do is I'd talk to someone
5: who knew about the spire find out what they knew and find out you know what might be coming up so
1: this guy guy's already been to the spire sounds like it seems like a good fit for what i want to learn oh all right why the arbitrary time limit are you going somewhere Damn, bureaucracy says this permit's only good for a week. Is that permit named or is it just generic?
5: Yes, it's named. Yeah. Everything in this town is so rigid. I don't know. I don't think it's horrible. Desna is not a fan.
1: Laws and procedure keep society in check. I'm not against that. I'm against the blatant and obvious corruption. Well, we should have this conversation later. Law, what? you see, law
3: is, all of it.
1: is going to just benefit those in power. Have this debate with your sister, man. I'm not a politician. I do. A lot.
3: I usually win.
1: Let me know next time you have one of these.
3: By debates. which I mean, get on I get Gareth to shut up for long enough that I can go to sleep.
2: I think I'm going to follow Maldrack's lead. It's late enough for bed.
3: Speaking of getting Gareth to shut up long enough, I can fall asleep. I took a beating today, so if anyone needs me, grabs her bottle of trilaxian wine, I'll be in my room.
1: I'd recommend icing asleep. those
5: bruises. Can I take care of those bruises for you, sis? Kind of what I do.
3: She kind of looks like she's going to object and then just grits her teeth and says, fine. Not down here, though.
1: Walks out the door, giving a two-fingered salute. Goes back to his hotel where there's sanitation and probably some form of plumbing and good food. Right, when you get back, there's a slice of cherry
0: pie waiting in a tray at your door.
1: I've never seen something that says this is poison from the Technic League more. <laughs> uh, there's also a note next to it. That says this is not from the Technic League.
3: <laughs> Totally from the technically sense mode
0: of the note. It says, made some extra pie. Thought you would like some. And you see, like, there's, like, at some other doors, too. Signed, Dulliver Reedbank, who you would know is the owner of the Jewliver Arms
1: Inn. All right. I'm going to replace my slice of pie with someone else's.
0: He is a halfling who's just a very friendly fellow.
1: Fair enough. Still, though, there's technically involved. I'm going to replace it with someone else's. It's like, now if that guy wakes up dead, I'm only slightly culpable.
3: So does he wake up dead? Real questions.
1: I mean, do you barge into his room in the morning?
3: Well, I suppose if you're dead, you can't really wake up, but...
1: Wake up on ghosts
2: are canonical.
1: They're everywhere.
2: That's fair. Even wolves have ghosts.
3: True. Yeah.
0: You all go to bed, and Declan, you're up with the lamplight. You're working on decoding that journal that Ebernard gave you a while back. Yeah. So you make some linguistic checks for that. Sure. And the rest of your party is asleep. Real quick, because we never actually established this. Is it just one room for the five of you? Or is it like you guys have separate rooms? It never really went over that.
3: Retha at least would want her own room. i
2: guess there's at least two.
3: Or sh- to share only with Pelta because girls and guys or whatever. I mean, I did sleep in a triple bunk with my siblings until not too long ago, but I'm glad to be rid of that.
1: <laughs> I like to imagine that Retha's family built like this ostentatious tower with only one room. Like, this is where we put the children. Please ignore the strange vibes that come from it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Native outsider screaming noises.
1: (laughs) How many linguistic checks do you want,
0: Sam? Just one for one night's work. Uh, Okay. And that is a 27. You manage to decode more, and you read it, and you, you rub your eyes. You're like, this can't be right. He describes floor two almost exactly how you experienced it. Huh. The undead... The spiders. Pasta. Weird. Except when you get the bottom, it says instead of um, Morloth the Bone Priest, it's Gorloth the Bone Priest.
2: Dungeon isn't even creative in rebuilding itself.
0: I see they're using Etn naming conventions. I have it backwards. Gorloth was the base name, Morloth It was his exploration's name.
1: Are we gonna get to the bottom of this spire and find out that we're all a part of, like, some dungeon core lit RPG.
3: Fucking... dustmire Chord 9.
0: <laughs> and, uh, as you're reading, like, you see, like, you assume some chapter skip, and then, uh, he writes, The second floor repopulated. Source unknown. We encountered undead on our second venture through there. We do not know who's creating them.
1: Great
3: that's gonna suck okay it is a dungeon core
0: isn't it so you're doing that by candlelight retha is dreaming of not getting beaten up tomorrow
3: (laughs) dreaming of not getting beaten up wow dreaming of winning yeah
0: dreaming of winning as in you're not just getting your ass beat you actually get a chance to win okay you're dreaming of beating his ass instead and you know everyone else is streaming and then pelta you're asleep and dreaming, and you are standing in the Numerian Plains. The wind is whipping the desert, the open desert, and it is a nice, bright, full moon. Oh.
2: Yes. Oh child.
0: You hear a voice whisper behind you, oh. but you cannot turn. Who are you? You feel a long, clawed hand caress your face down to your neck.
2: No, no. Vatos killed you. He said he killed you. Ah, my
0: body, perhaps. But the spirit lives
1: on in both him and you, daughter.
0: But you are not quite ready to come home. No, not yet, perhaps a gift, yes, a gift, so that you can be strong and mother can be proud. As you feel a clawed hand start sinking into the side of your throat, and you feel your blood starting to pour out of your body. And you wake up with a start. You grab at your throat. It's, it's right. fine. Nothing's out of place. You, you feel healthy. You do a heel check on yourself. You're all good.
2: That was an awful dream.
0: But you look over around the room. And your eyes settle on a object in the room. Where your greatsword, once laid, is no longer there. In its place, immaculately designed, this deep black scythe rests.
2: What is this?
0: Patterned with various, what looks like bone? You're not sure what it could be. And a blade that is just excessively sharp. Mm. And as you stare at it longer, you start to get a headache. Mm.
2: This must be that gift.
4: Do you grab it? Everyone's favorite phrase to hear from the GM.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you grab
2: it? Do You grab it. Yes,
1: so, I so, grab So it. you pick the. So you pick it up, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: you pick it up. You, 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 oh, yeah, so you yeah.
3: Sure, you, you open the door.
0: Are you? I mean, so you open the chest, right, Garrett? Right, Garrett. Part. You open the chest. You open the chest. <laughs> okay. The trap chest that's clearly trapped.
3: Which square are you standing on? That square.
0: <laughs> Please be sure to move your characters exactly where they go.
3: Show
2: me what route you took. I'm just gonna delete, uh, Pablo's character sheet. Yes, I touched the, uh, side, but, oh.
0: And as you grab it, you feel stronger. Like, this feels great in your hands. It feels like it was made specifically for you. It, as you give it a couple test swings, you like the feel of it. It feels natural in your hands. It's
2: just a tool, I suppose.
0: As you look it over, you see on the base where the blade connects to the haft, there is a single eye it's stained glass mm-hmm. and each side mirrors your heterochromatic eyes
2: this will certainly raise some questions but while we each got some money i'll just not creepy at all it'll be fine delta like ties the red scarf around the glass eyes on the side
3: like, it just slices that in looks the the scarf okay. in half
2: <laughs>
0: and we'll start on day two of our downtime next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Bardungeon, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. For behind-the-scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeon dive bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar.